Hey, and welcome back to Podcast Today. It's the show where we highlight great podcasts and the makers behind them. Let's jump right into today's podcast. It's called America Adapts. Today's podcast, as I said, is America Adapts. It is all about climate change, and it is uh, presenting a bunch of different topics on climate change, uh, specifically things like adapting to climate change, the movement to make change about climate change and kind of everything in between. It's hosted by uh, expert Doug Parsons on the topic. He brings on scientists, uh, journalists, people who've been in the field for a long time, people who have experience upfront and close with, um, with, with climate change. So it's a great informative podcast that really can, can let you learn a lot about climate change and the intricacies that come with it. So um, let's jump into a couple of clips and then I have an interview with Doug Parsons of America Adapts. Welcome back, Adapters. You are in for a special treat. This week, my guest is Dr. Catherine Hayhoe of Texas Tech University. Yes, that Catherine Hayhoe who was on stage with President Obama and Leonardo DiCaprio last year talking climate change. And yes, we'll get into that event. Dr. Hayhoe and I dig into such issues as the U.S.'s recent pullout of the Paris Agreement. Surprisingly, she actually sees a major silver lining in that decision. We also discuss communicating climate change and we dig deep into the world of evangelical Christianity and why climate change has been so controversial in that community. It is a rich, fascinating, and sometimes funny conversation. Okay, before we get started, next week I'm heading to the Community-Based Adaptation Conference in Kambala, Uganda. I'll be posting on my Facebook community group page for those interested. I'm really looking forward to that and talking to a lot of people in the international community focusing on adaptation. All right, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. There's links in the show notes. And if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I am so happy that you're here. There is a backlog of great content for you to dig into. I've had some amazing guests on the podcast, and I'm expecting many more. Welcome back, Adapters. On today's episode, I have a truly amazing guest, and I'm talking about Dr. Catherine Hayhoe, professor in the Department of Political Science and director of the Climate Science Center at Texas Tech University. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, it really is a thrill. You you are a climate celebrity, and I mean, I'm sure you appreciate that by now, but uh, I'm just thrilled to have you on the podcast. And I think I owe your presence on this podcast to a common friend, Sasha Peterson. That's right. He's a fellow Texan, right? He is. He lives in the Austin area. Sadly, I don't. Um, but we both do a lot of work across Texas, and it's actually both surprising and encouraging, I think, to learn about all the different activity that is happening in Texas when it comes to both climate resilience and adaptation, as well as clean energy. Well, he was a previous guest, and so we've become friends in other areas. And so he he made these introductions. And so, Sasha, if you're out there listening to this, and I'm sure you are, thank you, Sasha. Okay, Catherine, you're probably thinking I'm going to talk about climate change, and we will eventually. But first off, I just discovered that you studied quasars in a sort of a previous life. Now, that's awesome. Do you keep up yes. with that field at all? I keep up with it for entertainment, and I'm super excited because in just 10 days, I'm going to be going to Norway to participate in a big science and music festival put on by Stephen Hawking. Yes, that's Stephen Hawking and Brian Cox, who's kind of like the Neil deGrasse Tyson of the UK, where all of the speakers are astrophysicists or astronauts. And then they have one or two others, and I get to be one of the others. So I am really looking forward to catching up on what's the latest in cosmology, um, galactic astronomy, and all of that awesome, cool stuff. 
my podcast, I don't know how much you know about it. And so it's a climate change podcast, but a lot of the guests that I have on talk about how are we going to adapt to climate change. And so I wanted you to share is that your work is obviously very relevant to adaptation practitioners or researchers out there. But I was just wondering if you could give a bit more information about the research that you're doing, why it's relevant to them. Sure. I study what climate change means to us at the local to regional scale where we live. And so half of what I do is more of the atmospheric science aspect of it, because that's what I am as an atmospheric scientist. I look at global climate models. I evaluate them to see if they produce the weather patterns that we are concerned about for a certain region. You know, for example, we're looking at ice storms in the northeast right now, or we're looking at drought patterns in the south central region also right now. And then I also study and test and develop new ways to what we call downscale global climate model to the local scale. Downscaling is a way to take kind of relatively coarse information coming out of the GCM. You know, the grid cells in a global climate model, a GCM might be, you know, 100 kilometers, 300 kilometers wide, which is pretty big. And we might be concerned about what's happening in the city where we live in Boston or Tallahassee or Denver. So I look at ways to combine long-term observations, especially those taken at weather stations, as well as, you know, gridded observations we have covering the whole country. I look at ways to combine observations with global climate model outputs to create information that's relevant at the local scale that people can actually take and put right into the decision-making frameworks that they already use to look at everything from water to public health, even tourism. We've looked at, you know, the skiing industry and festival attendance during hot summer days. We've looked at all kinds of issues that are relevant to people in cities, in states and in regions. And so just to give you some examples, we've looked at uh, whether, oh, the, the increase in heavy rainfall events in Chicago and what's the risk of combined sewer overflows or people's basements flooding. And so what should and could Chicago do in advance to mitigate that risk? We've looked at whether temperatures will get hot enough so that the asphalt on runways at certain airports actually starts to melt or not. And if so, when that would happen. We look at when we'll get to the point where we have so many days over a certain high temperature that the rail lines on a rapid transit line would start melting and warping and they'd have to shut down the rail lines and bus people, which would be very expensive. And so they want to know when that's going to happen so they can proactively replace the rail lines ahead of time. Or we're also working, for example, with people who do water modeling and providing inputs at the specific gauges that they use to determine how much stream flow is going to be coming through those gauges and then where how much water they're going to have in the future. So they can start to plan proactively to build more storage, to um, increase the efficiency of use. We're trying to give people the information they need to look down the road, to see the big curve that we are rapidly approaching. In fact, we're really already almost on that curve in terms of how fast climate is changing, to see that curve and to prepare for that curve so that we can successfully negotiate it together. So you've heard some clips. Now you can hear from an exclusive interview with Douglas Parsons of America Adapts. Hey, Grant, this is Doug Parsons with the America Adapts, the climate change podcast. Um, thanks for having me on. And I just did a little bit of background about the podcast. It is about climate change. And um, I talk about mainly how society is going to adapt to climate change. So for folks out there that n hear about climate change, it's this big issue where the earth is warming. And so a lot of folks are really focusing on, okay, what can we do to stop emitting carbon into the atmosphere? And then there are other folks, no matter what we do, 
to slow the amount of carbon going in the atmosphere, we're going to have sea level rise. We're going to have storm events. We're going to have droughts. How are we going to adapt to the warming that's already baked in? And so my podcast focuses more on that side of things, although I do talk about the emission issue and the global warming in general. Awesome. So I guess to get started, I know before before we talk about the podcast, um, I, I read a little bit about you and I want to ask you when you really got interested in learning about the climate, climate change, everything to do with that. Okay. Well, actually, there was a specific moment on climate change where I really kind of jumped into it. I've been involved with conservation work. My background is in policy and education, and I've been working for nonprofit groups and government um, for a while. And I was living over in Australia back in the early aughts, and I went and saw a presentation on climate change. And I knew a little bit about climate change, like a lot of folks. You know, it's that issue that's out there. But this was like 2003, 2004. And this climatologist was giving a presentation on like, okay, this is climate change. These are going to be all the impacts. And it was sobering as hell. This is, was like 2004 and it just, it was, and I knew a lot about the issue, but I just, it really uh, affected me. And so I had a chance to go up and, and talk to the, the speaker afterwards. It wasn't like some huge crowd or anything. And so I just said, Hey, that was a really sobering presentation. And he looked me in the eye and he's like, that was the happy version. And I'm like, what? And so we just had this conversation. And, you know, among climatologists, he said, and this this was 2004, and things have gotten a lot, you know, more real in the last 15 years. He said a growing number, and he said it was still a tiny fraction of them, mm-hmm. thought humanity would be living in small pockets by at the polls by the end of the century. And he didn't believe this. I mean, he, he's not an alarmist. These are scientists. But he just said, this is a conversation that's happening within those circles. And people were sort of projecting that out. And that was sort of like this uh-oh moment for me. I'm like, this is a big issue. I need to get more involved. Right. So at what point um, did you say, let me make a podcast about this? I mean, have, have you always been interested in audio or doing a podcast? You know, I actually don't have the history of podcasts like, you know, you, you talk to some of the old timers and those folks that have been around since the actual iPod days. Right. But um, I got interested probably about two years ago okay. and I was working at a different organization, the Society for Conservation Biology, and I was going to start a podcast there. But then I ended up I left that organization. And so I kind of sat on the idea. But then the middle of last year, I said, you know what? It, and if, as you can appreciate, when you get into the culture the culture of podcasts, it's like everyone just says, just do it. Do your first episode. Right. And so I, I lined up four because in my in my field, I know a lot of people in the climate change and adaptation universe. And so I could I just found four colleagues. I'm like, hey, I want to do this podcast. And they all said, sure, why not? What's Doug up to? What's he doing here? Um, and we recorded and I've been off and running ever since. Um, and it's not every week, but I try to maintain like an every seven to eight day schedule. Mm, okay. So yeah, walk me through, I mean, is there a general procedure to like doing an episode or is it just kind of uh, a different thing every time? Well, it's a different thing every time in the sense of the topic that we might cover, but the structure is is pretty similar. But what's actually happened that, you know, uh, how I and things are kind of growing is I, I actually just transitioned from just doing a podcast and, you know, people get their podcasts and they try to gain listeners and maybe they even get paid advertising. But I transitioned to becoming a nonprofit organization just actually a few weeks ago because of, you know, my topic, climate change lends itself to that. And so 
I, I am a charitable organization and how I'm looking to f fundraise is just, you know, people donate like it's to a charity because of what I'm doing, I'm doing science communication, I'm doing climate change awareness. So that was a, a pretty big deal for me. And I'm starting to get sponsored podcasts where I'm getting, you know, paid, but you know, people sponsor me to go on location to do podcasts. So I got a, my first sponsored podcast was at Harvard university. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was, that was pretty exciting for me. And I was invited to come and talk to some of these graduate students at the graduate school of design. They were doing an, an end of the year seminar. They had been working with East Boston on adaptation planning. And I'm about to go to Uganda in a few weeks on a sponsored podcast to, to go to an adaptation conference there and talk to some folks. And so, awesome. yeah, it's been kind of evolving quickly. And, uh, I, I'm just really excited about just the, the interest in the topic and, you know, I think as you appreciate a lot of us are still small niche podcast and our, we all look to those NPR podcasts and their million <laughs> downloads. And I think I'm a little a ways from that, but, uh, I'm looking for steady growth and I think that's most of what podcasters are looking for. Right. Yeah. Well, th that's fantastic to hear then. Um, have you brought on people that deny the whole thing and have you tried to just hear their reasoning? Uh, stay tuned. I, I don't want to mention okay. any names, but I have a very prominent climate skeptic, you know, uh, you know, is <laughs> he's huge. He's done movies and whatever. And I, I'm working on that right now to get him on. And I'm, I will have to structure that podcast very carefully because, right. you know, this guy is a pro. And, but, uh, I, I also, my point is that I'm not there to just preach to the choir. And so I invite him on, let's have a conversation. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to get into a conversation is climate change happening. This guy is it's baked in that he's never going to believe it. But what, you know, what we'd want to talk about is like, how, how do you communicate and you know, why, what advice would you give here? And I think he's open-minded enough that let's just have a conversation about maybe learn a few things from each other. So interesting. Well, I can't give any names to... yet. I can't get names <laughs> yet. Sorry. Definitely be on the lookout then for that. Cause uh, I, I'd love to hear that. I'd, Ten, I don't know. Is there any good resources out there to really delve into that topic of why there are these deniers? Is there like any good articles or anything to to touch up on just to see a different perspective? Well, and we might do this a little bit offline, but you know, there's there's a ton of research going on on why people are skeptics. You know, it get, people are studying the psychology of climate skepticism. It's, it's some of it's actually biological, you know, people are okay. tribal and, um, a lot of people are just absorbing information based on their own values. And so like, you know, I've been an Al Gore fan since like 1990. Mm -hmm. I'm that, I'm that much older than you. And, <laughs> but I recognize that he is such like a, a controversial figure on the issue that, it, it kind of stinks that he's not doing any good. I mean, he's doing a lot of good behind the scenes for people who want to take action. But like in sure. regards to being a spokesperson in the public, it, it, it's like we don't need him there anymore. It can't be this partisan issue. You know, like people's minds work like this. It's like Al Gore believes in abortion. Therefore, climate change isn't true. And, you know, that's how people just, you know, they turned it into this partisan issue. And we're trying to, you know, we need to get past that. And we need to do that before things just get really dire. And I think the decision yesterday of pulling out of the Paris Agreement that makes our job that much more difficult. But I had this sort of very maybe naive uh, uh, optimism is that once you really like have to stare at something awful in the face, you take the appropriate action. And, yeah. you know. 
even though we were doing really good things under President Obama, there was sort of a casualness to it, you know, and it's just like things are now for real. And does the rest of the world step up? You know, we've talked about China actually taking a major leadership role and do cities and states in the United States do things they never would have done before in retaliation to what Trump did. And so that's where I'm somewhat optimistic is that, you know, when you stare death in the face, you actually make some really big concrete decisions. I, well, to, to end things on a lighter note, um, is there anything that you uh, kind of wanted to input for final comments? No, just thanks for having me on. And I, I hope people have sort of gotten out of what I've been, you're, you have some great questions and it's great that you're doing this, is that on my podcast, you, you, I talk to some really serious people and some experts, but I like to think it's a lighter conversation too. I try to bring humor in as much as I can. And because, um, you know, I want climate change to be an interesting subject to people and it can be quite dry and wonkish to a, a lot of people. So uh, uh, I like to go for, and then, you know, yeah. So, and I, I have a website, americadaps.org and just, uh, yeah, think about listening to the podcast, but if you're not listening to podcasts, there's other things you're doing and, uh, climate change is, is not going away in 50 years, a hundred years, or probably 500 years. And so we got, we got our work set out for us. That'll do it for today's podcast of the day. And that is your podcast of the day. Let me know what you thought about it. If you enjoyed it, if you want to hear more about it, make sure you hit the link in the last clip. Um, you'll be able to click there and then it'll take you to all the episodes, all the info about the podcast if you want to know more. Um, but other than that, I will catch you here tomorrow for another podcast right here on Podcast of the Day.